Welcome to High Five for Hemp. I am Martin Lindeskog. Hi, Adam. Hello, Martin. How are you? I'm fine. Yourself? I am well here in sunny California as we make our way slowly into the cooler temperatures. It's been hot and dry as is typical for September. But just this week, it's cooled off a little bit. So it's much welcomed. But no rain yet? Not a lot of rain, no. We had a little bit of moisture, in fact, for one day. So we got a little bit of a monsoon that I think went through to Arizona, and then it drifted over here. Uh, we got maybe a day or two of moisture, which was uh, amazing, much needed. Yeah. But we probably won't get any kind of regular precipitation until December, January. That's typically okay. when our rainy so season starts. Fing- and then it rains almost every day. Okay. Bit. Finger crossed, because we talked about it's all about water. And the uh, previous episode, we had the Evergreen uh, episode about CBD 101. That's now right. We'll, now we'll talk about some uh, actual things, what's going on on the, on the left coast, right? That's right. Well, the model of the show, as Martin and I have discussed between us, but not yep. with the broader audience, <laughs> is while we will certainly talk about topics that are evergreen, that can last on the shelf and explain various ideas within the spectrum of hemp and it's a very broad topic it's a plant and product that's been around for more than a thousand years that we have used in various ways what we'd like to do is also focus on things that are happening today right so the stories that are here today the issues that are really moving the industry the the growing industry even though it's been around for a long time Mm. because of various legal challenges and in connection with other things like marijuana it's been very very difficult to operate outside of a shadow with some stigma. And now that's dissolving, but there's still bumps and, and twists along the way. We're certainly in one of them here, which we're going to talk about in a moment, but we, before we get into all that nude stuff, Martin, how are you doing? How's everything going on your end in your world? Especially, I know that you have been trying some CBD from Nordic oil. How's that all going for you? Yes. I'm testing it out. And it was like, uh, you could call it like a brand ambassador, in order to post it on Instagram, I did follow their instruction. I got the bottle for free to evaluate. So, and uh, for me, it, compared with others that I have used, like Let's Hemp, it's called. It's it's this piney flavor or or smell, you could say. And and uh, but then it's again how you compare this, and we we'll probably come back to that. We talked about this evergreen thing about what CBD, and then we could also probably follow up with that with the different percentages of uh, the cannabinoid, uh, the content there. So that's something that I've been thinking about. And uh, soon I will um, get another bottle that's for pets, for cats. So that will be interesting to see if uh, our pet will uh, be able to check it out <laughs> and the effects of that. And again, the instruction were that you are you are not allowed or you can't say anything about the beneficial things in a way. <laughs> And when you're talking with pets, it's even harder to convey or getting that uh, response in a way. So that's what I've been thinking about. And it's interesting also what's the news in America. And here in Sweden, it's not so much news at the moment about this. So we will see. But I think things will happen when it comes to hemp and industrial hemp and applications. So answer some questions for me, for those who are listening, who really have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, oil can mean anything from stuff you put in your car to stuff you cook with, right? The stuff you put on your body. So what did you receive when you say a bottle? Is it a big bottle? Is it a little bottle? But how much oil is there in the bottle? It was, I think it was, I have to say, think about it, but 
a small bottle, like 10 milliliters or something so like that. So about an ounce or yeah. two ounces. Yeah. In, and uh, that, if you imperial. drop it, it will be a couple of hundred uh, drops. And, and uh, they say that often you should take a, a couple of drops in the beginning when you can increase uh, the amount. To do so there's it. a dropper in the cap? Yeah. Is like, it, is a, like a little rubber thing you squeeze? Yeah, twin, tink, how do you call it? Tink. Tincture, tincture. Yeah. So it's a yeah. tincture. Okay, so it's a little yeah. tincture bottle. Yeah, so um, you shake the bottle and then you you, you press this uh, rubber thing, as you said, the top, and then you press it out in a, like a, a teaspoon. Uh, now, how are you taking the oil? Are you putting? Yeah, it should I say it, so it for, for the record or for the <laughs> and that's the thing. According to that's what I said. I compared the Nordic oil in Swedish compared to in English. How you uh, take it? So in the Swedish way, you could have it on skin and other things like that. And when I read the English one, it is under the tongue. Yeah, so, so to speak, and have it right. for, for about. So a, that is the standard uh, so, application. Yeah, when I'm doing that in international, that's I'm doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, right. So. But, but for Swedish, yeah, for yeah. European law, Swedish law, the recommendation is to use it on your skin, right? Yeah. So you'd rub it on your skin. But and this is not any THE at all. So in in a way, I mean, how you take it, it shouldn't be any problem. But there we have uh, something that I want to dig into uh, more and getting clearer about. Uh, what's going on here so right. but uh, yeah so the recommended uh, method in order to sell it in countries like sweden is yep. to put it on your hands and rub it on your skin and then that's it but yes some folks aroma therapy everywhere yep. else right they'll, they'll put mm -hmm. it underneath their tongue and let it dissolve and it's usually a an edible grade mct coconut oil highly refined and then within yep. that suspension is the cbd which mm -hmm. has been extracted from hemp is what you have fairly standard and you're saying it has kind of an earthy flavor or a yeah like flavor. pine or piney like flavor a pine okay so they put some they put some essential oil in there to make it smell better than what it actually tastes like it just tastes yeah. terrible so tell me how long have you been using it could it be uh, like a uh... time flies but maybe a month yes yeah, so like about that. four weeks couple of weeks yeah. so have you yeah. noticed anything no, I, I could say, I mean, when I take it, it, it feels good. And, and uh, the other ones, I have tested different ones with different brands. And also the CBN that I said. And that mm -hmm. I could, I imagined that I had felt better like sleep and also dreaming. I remember the dreams in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, but how but, about this one? How about this one? Let's just keep our focus yeah, on we'll this one. Yeah, we'll focus on this one. And of yeah. course, they want to hear it in, in a way. But I, I mean, I, I feel... In a way, relaxed, and it's good. I started with in the morning, so mm -hmm. that's the first thing together with a cup of tea. So after this minute or two, I, I drink tea. So okay, so you take it in the morning when you wake up, and then you have yeah. your tea, and then you you go about your day. So let me ask you another question. I think this is and their, more their recommendation question. is also. I see. I haven't seen that in some other places, but they said uh, it's good to take it with some fat or butter or milk or something like that. Um, but I've seen on their English uh, site. Yeah, that makes sense because cannabinoids pass through oil, through a fatty yeah. substance into the body. They're not water-soluble. So they're suspended in the oil already, though. So you actually are taking a fat when you take the oil. So you, hmm. it's, it, it might help, but you might not need that because you have the oil already. But so when we look back at the four weeks uh, that you've been taking this, have you had any issues, like just broader issues like headaches or no. a cold or feeling no. unwell or lethargic? Like or, yeah, overall, it's been pretty good, right? Pretty, yeah. Pretty normal, yeah. So why why I'm kind of leading you on this path yeah. with the questions is for those who haven't tried CBD or are new to it or are just confused by it, 
your your lack of immediate reaction and response to the substance is pretty common most people mm. can't feel what it does like some substances like you take a medicine or you take a mm. drug and you feel it right you really feel it for some some feel either tired or maybe a bit dizzy or they feel energized it might be a placebo effect we don't know but yeah. everyone responds differently because we all have an endocannabinoid system inside of us mm. so that's our why bodies i'm trying actually to take it <laughs> yeah right? CBD does activate a system in your body, but how it how it expresses itself in your life, how you notice it might be different. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, when I take CBD continually, and it might take like three weeks for me to finally get there, mm. it slowly builds and builds as you take it and you're, you have your cannabinoid system fully activated, endocannabinoid system inside your body, and everything's fine. What I find overall without question is a reduction of inflammation throughout the body. And in that mm. reduction of inflammation, other things work better. So I'll sleep better. My skin might be better. I have less aches and pains, just all around aches and pains or just bad days. And as you get older, in my case, I'm in my late 50 telling age, you, when something's wrong with your body, you feel it, right? So when I'm taking, when I remember to take my CBD in the morning, I tend to have fewer days that are just those off days where I just feel terrible. Also, I've always suffered this way. My parents had suffered this way. My brother suffers this way with sinus, with very mm. sensitive sinus. Yeah. I get sinus headaches. When I take the CBD, I tend to have, I might still get a little pressure, but less of that cascade that, of, that, of that's terrible. That's interesting that you say effects. that. I, I will meet a friend soon um, to, to interrupt you here, that you say it's sinus and getting this you know, headache or, or very painful thing. And I, I knock on wood, I'm I don't have any of these kind of problems, but he got recommendation from uh, Van Pharmacy to have magnesium, and then he's feeling better. So how how will um, uh, hemp uh, could help it? Uh, we are not allowed to say what what it could do in a way, but uh, in your case, Van. Like so what I can say, yeah. well, we can certainly say things. We're not experts. We're not marketing yeah. a product. So right. I can just say from my own personal experience. Remember, we are just telling you how we feel. Right? Yep. We're not we're not certified in any way. Find out for yourself. Yep. <laughs> Find out for yourself. But for me, I tend to experience far less inflammation. And a sinus problem is, is an inflamed sinus. So while I might have something a little bit, it doesn't seem to go over the top like it can sometimes. But on the flip side, which is a little frustrating with using a product like CBD or hemp products, cannabinoids that are pulled out of it and extracted, is that the effect is not immediate outside mm -hmm. of THC, which is not what we're talking about, which is the psychoactive property. All of the other elements that are pulled out, the cannabinoids, they affect you in a very subtle way over time, right? Mm -hmm. And because they are sort of anti-properties, they're helping you not respond or react in a harsh way like your body can do and go into an, a cascade of effects across your body. I, I tend to have an easier time. And and in one way that it appears for me as well is I have a sore back. You get a little older, you're sitting in an office chair for too long and leaning over my desk, working on my podcasts and whatever <laughs> else I'm doing, some creative project where I'm leaning over, looking at a screen or drawing a drawing. Yeah. As I like to do that kind of thing. I have a lot less just pains down there in my lower back and it's still i still have the problems i still have a compressed disc but it is less bothersome because the inflammation response seems to be less again 
I'm not giving you science here. I'm giving you this is what I experienced. So for me, it makes sense. And it doesn't impact me in any kind of way that impairs me, as far as I know. Unlike some other drugs that I take. So for example, Sudafed. Do you have Sudafed in Sweden? I don't know. Okay. Sudafed, and I don't know the scientific name for the drug, has uh, it is a drug you take when you are congested or if you have an allergy. Uh, it's not Benadryl, but it is Sudafed. And Sudafed is what they also use to make drugs like meth things like that but you can buy it over the counter i think it's now behind the counter but you can buy it without a prescription you have to go to the pharmacist though and sign a paper saying you're not bad you're not going to make a bad drug out of this when i take sudafed i am so zombied out and this is an over-the-counter drug that i can use to reduce the inflammation in my sinus right but when i take it it affects you very rapidly as long as it takes for you to metabolize the pill and then you are under the effects of sudafed the fogginess of sudafed for four hours maybe eight hours however long it affects you everybody's a little bit different depending on your 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 physical makeup and it really puts you in a bit of a fog and i hate it when i'm in that this is allergy season and i'm taking the sudafed to keep my nose from going crazy i don't do have to do that here in california but when i lived in florida oh my gosh i had to take sudafed during allergy season and i hated it because it would put me in a fog. But now that I've started taking CBD and while it doesn't work the same so actively, if you take it early enough and you build up the impact of the allergy, while you might feel a little bit, it's not over the top. It's just a little annoying, not like I'm going to take away your ability to function. Hmm. (laughs) So all in all, I find it a much more natural way of approaching some of the common maladies uh, that slow us down and drive us to taking other drugs like Sudafed, which can just totally knock you out and keep you from sleeping. Right. All of these kind of things. It's 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 terrible stuff. Otherwise, taking those drugs. Right. And I, I far prefer going this way. But that's interesting. So from what I from what I sense from you, as I asked you those questions, that you really didn't feel a big effect outside of just having kind of some normal days over the last mm-hmm. four weeks without any problems. Yep. And maybe that might be what CBD is for you right now, right? Yeah, so let's okay. see. I'd, I'd be interested to hear if anything changes, but you haven't had difficulty sleeping or challenges with your digestion or like nope. being feeling like you're in a, a mind fog or anything like that? Nope. Anxiety? Any of those things? No, interesting. Interesting. The experiment that is Martin. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, wow, we, we kind of leaned in there, but it was a lot of fun. Before we go, uh, I do want to talk about a story that's in the news, right? It's a bill in California that just went through our state assembly. So all of our state senators, and this is not a federal law, this is a state law, and it's just in the state of California. And while that's kind of a niche topic, why it's important especially uh, when we talk about a product like hemp, it's that California is the fifth largest economy in the world for everything, right? Most of the things that are purchased in the world, (laughs) at least (laughs) the fifth largest group of purchases happen here, just in the state of California. So if it happens in California, it's important to everybody, (laughs) especially to everybody in the industry. And California, while we are a leader in making products like this available to the general public because of the size of our economy and our government and so many people here, it's also sometimes a struggle. So last week in our General Assembly, in our state Senate, a bill passed, AB 45, and the hemp industry, many in the hemp industry are very excited about this for the first time to have such a wide and encompassing bill pass. We 
been working on this bill, not me, but the industry has been working on this bill for over two years to get it right. And it's gone through many amendments. And finally, they got a version that passed. And what it does is it opens up to the legalization of CBD in many products. So it enables CBD to be available and for sale in the state of California in things like beverages and topicals and creams and oils and edibles and to make those products available anywhere that products are sold within reason. And there'll certainly be a lot of regulation about how much CBD and how it can be uh, put in and, and various regulations to make sure that the quality is there. And that's a good thing, right? So uh, the industry is growing up a bit and as the reward, there'll be more open availability. Now, right now, those products are available, but the regulation is different from county to county and from town to town. Now, this being the state law, it'll be all throughout California, and these uh, products can be available and sold. So that's CBD, right? So this is this is traditionally CBD that is pulled from hemp, not from marijuana, right? And the challenge with this is that while this is very good for big hemp companies, for big marijuana companies, for big money, big investments, this kind of regulation, it's very challenging for independent businesses, for the mom and pop stores, for the entrepreneurs, for people who are just getting into the business. It's very difficult for the independent farmers instead of the commercial farmers. It's also very difficult for people here in the States, um, especially, or at least in the state of California, especially uh, because there is a part of this bill that states that it is prohibited to sell inhalable products from hemp. So what is this inhalable products? Inhalable products would be things like vapor cartridges, flour that's grown similar to marijuana or tobacco to be rolled into cigarettes or smoked in a pipe, anything that can be in inhaled through your lungs. It is prohibited to be sold here in the state. Now, farmers can grow hemp and they can sell it out of state, but only through channels that have been regulated and approved, right? Through all of these, all of these various rules that are being set up, which makes it very difficult for small farmers to sell their product. And why it's really a challenge is that this bill is on the desk of our governor, Governor Newsom, to be signed. And he can sign it anytime. He can sign it next week. It could be next month. We don't know when he's going to sign it. But when he signs it, it goes into effect immediately. There's no transition period. So all of these companies that have been opened up there are farmers, there are extractors, there are sellers, there are product manufacturers, all of the various people who are in the industry might go out of business because of the cost of changing their business to meet all of these new regulatory rules. It will be much better for newer businesses and businesses with a lot of money who are set up to sell cannabis across states, across state lines uh, to get in. So that while this bill looks great, for the industry, it's great for the big industry, the capital B, 
capital I industry, people with a lot of money, the commercial industry, it is not great for the smaller market at all. And in fact, I got an email from a product that I really like that's called Dadgrass. They're, they're uh, a grower here in California that makes this great product. It's smokable hemp. It is, it, it's buds of hemp that they sell in a little metal can that you get. And it's kind of like a paprika can, uh, but you open it up and the buds are inside there. It's no THC. You have no psychoactive effect, but you get all of the benefits of CBD. You can roll it up, smoke it like a cigarette, go outside and smoke it. They will not be able to sell their product to anyone in the state of California, even though it's made here, it's grown here, it's manufactured here. So in order for me to get it, I'll have to ask my daughters who live in Florida to buy it because they can (laughs) buy it because Florida is open. And then they can send it to me, which is a little illegal, but still, it's I I can't just buy it from my neighbor who grows it, right? It's very strange until, until, there's a caveat, until the state of California establishes a system for taxing. Mm. (laughs) And that could take a long time because that's a big conversation. But the same thing happened with cannabis here, with with marijuana, right? It, It was available on the medical level, but eventually it went to retail. But the longest conversation is about a fair tax schema, right? And what it means to the consumer, without question, it's going to become more expensive, much more expensive to buy hemp, which was legalized, by the way. It's a legal, federally legal plant, so you can grow it. You just can't sell it in the state of California to smoke, right? You can you can convert it into CBD, and you can put that into products, or you can make clothes out of it. That's all great. So it's good for hemp overall. It's good for hemp. But it's not good for the businesses who have established themselves as an alternative smoking product. And it's a wonderful smoking yeah, product. Yeah. It's a lot less dangerous, as far as we know, than, say, tobacco, something like tobacco. A lot less chemicals, a lot more natural. You get the benefit of the CBD and other, other cannabinoids. And it's, it's nice. It's a nice thing. I enjoy it. But now I won't be able to get it. So now everybody's scrambling to buy what they can because there's going drought here. We're going back into a prohibition, but in reverse. You can buy all the cannabis you want, all the marijuana you want, but you can't buy hemp if you want to smoke it. And now I have a question. Why, why, why? And I haven't smoked, and I'm not sure that I want to uh, use um, hemp products in that way because I, how should I say, uh, the memories to to other (laughs) things then. But maybe if I learn it, as you said, this dreads product there, it sounds like uh, an interesting thing. But I haven't done it, so I don't know how to do it and, and how it will how I will affect or does it smell? Uh, how does it smell when you smoke it? For all accounts and purposes, it is exactly the same. It, it, it looks exactly like marijuana. It feels like marijuana. It smells like marijuana. It rolls its smoke. It's sweet. It has that same okay. distinct smell. But the difference yep. is it does not contain or has very, very low amounts of THC. It does contain mm. some very, very low, under 0.03%, which is not going to affect you, right? So it will still annoy your neighbors. It'll still stay yep. up your Yeah. So that's. Uh, But for those of us who be, like that uh, yeah. and, and enjoy it as it's as something we do with uh, as as our right to use this product that is yeah. federally legal, however we want to, you know. And, yeah. and is that the way why they are doing it? Because if it's not THC or the, the result is the same, is it because it <laughs> smells, or is it because it's imagine? Uh, yeah. Why do? Have I attacked uh, this uh, smokable uh, feature, so to speak? 
I can tell you it comes down to one thing and one thing only, and almost everything comes down to this. It's the money. It's the money. Mm -hmm. They are leaving too much money on the table. This is something that will be highly desirable mm -hmm. as it is, and, and actually more so as a vape, as a vapor product, as a cartridge, right? Mm -hmm. and, and what they want to have in place is a very strong taxation scheme so mm -hmm. as it's being Similar sold like cigarettes and others yeah because it's safer than cigarettes and it's easier mm -hmm. to take and it is effective it makes you feel good it reduces your stress and reduces inflammation while you might not have a psychoactive effect it's relaxing it's nice people like it people like it there's a huge business there's a huge potential business and what they're doing is they're wiping out all of the small guys they're clearing the table and they're letting a company like an amazon of cbd move in right the big manufacturers can move in and control the market right the philip morris's can move in the giants yeah i was thinking of uh, have a have a cigarette company or are they already into this business also oh they're getting in they're all getting mm. in right because they they understand how big the demand is but what they're in my opinion they're just trying to carve a highway through a small town Right. And right now, the economy, the hemp economy is a small town, but they see this as a huge potential. So they want to be able to build an interstate highway and only the big boys can play on that highway. And yeah. there's going to be a period yeah. where nobody can buy yeah. the product because here in this state, because they're setting it up for a much bigger equation, a much bigger economy. And the growing is still going to happen here as it has been. It's just that now they're ramping it up into a much larger hmm. commercial product. I mean, think of other right. industries. Let's, let's talk about beer. Fees, right? So Texas, it, there's yeah. been so many bubbles when it comes down to craft beer, right? And small breweries, but eventually the breweries consolidate and a large organization will come in like InBev and just buy up all the brands. Right. And, and so we see this pendulum of yep. small independent breweries. Eventually they run out of money, then they get consolidated and then they get just rolled over or assimilated into large homogenous brands. And then little by little, oh. those little micro brands are they're erased into one new brand. Right. That might have qualities of the craft, but behind it, the distribution channel, the, the, the creation of the beer, the brewing of the beer, it's all big money. Right. It's all highly regulated and the profits stay within a, a small circle, just like all consumer products. And so this is a yet another consumer product that's relatively new, but has a huge potential for everything from people to your pets, <laughs> maybe even your plants. Who knows? Right. And, and, and so as the big companies are waking up to the potential profit that is hemp, they're cleaning out, they're cleaning out the field. And that's the way it looks to me, at least, because uh, in order to play in this field, that's going to be highly regulated, as many industries are here in the state of California. Uh, you're going to have to have so many tests, so many certifications, so many forms to fill out and sign and renew that the cost of doing business is going to keep the moms and the pops and the small independent retailers out of the game. And that's what happened to marijuana, retail marijuana. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's a beautiful experience. It's like going to an Apple store when you go to one of these shops. It's not like you're going in an alley to somebody's basement, right? Like it used to be. These are very posh experiences for the very wealthy, right? And and when you consider that they're going to have a tech schema, I mean, we see taxing as high, 30, 40, 50% on these products, wow. right? It's going to be much more expensive. And for a product that kind of works, if it's going to be really expensive, it's just going to push the reach of this product out of many people because it's just not worth hmm. it. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, we'll probably 
we can probably come back to that because here in Sweden I see one of the players that want to have an, in order to get market shares to reduce the prices in order to get it out to to more to more people so we will see what will happen in in the future here so and i have my position is less regulation free markets where both big players and all big players have started small and small business um, owners uh, could unite and i think that should be the solution so i included here show notes here or or our notes uh, for the show i when i googled i found uh, site here called stopab45.com so the listeners could check that out and see for themselves and then of course we'll include the news article that you found also there Adam so do you think we, uh, what will happen with this uh, could you look in, into your crystal ball I really have no idea what's going to happen here outside of the governor will sign this for the industries for the bigger businesses and it's going mm. to be fairly difficult for the mom and pop shops we're going to see a lot of brands disappear we're going to see a lot of products disappear we're going to see a lot more regulation I mean these are all good for safety there's reasons why this is good that these products will become more readily available it's this uh, we don't maybe talk so much politics here but is this an issue like uh, pressure groups and voting and who they should support because otherwise in other states both republican and democrats and even even independent parties have been on the same course in a way then less regulation more freedom regarding industrial hemp as i said before i believe that this bill has been put in place one because it's been a bill that's been been worked on for over two years and this is where we are as yeah. a result it's been worked on so mm. much it's been bashed to death and they want to pass something <laughs> so this is what it is and it has been pushed and pushed and pushed by lobbyists that have been funded mm. by yeah. the big business of cannabis okay. not the small independents right so the voice of this bill is largely coming from the larger common companies the bigger money right the bigger investment that's going into this industry so it's set up for those companies to succeed and the government is agreeing with that and the general public doesn't know any about any of this and so the general public is ignoring this and what's going to happen people are going to say well i remember there used to be so many products available and now it's all coca-cola cbd you know? <laughs> what happened <laughs> Yeah, so a call to action, because I think it's a small business week around here this time. So go out and support your local. Uh... Yeah, shop local, shop shop local. And for us, it really is. We'd love to shop local, but we're not allowed to because now growers can only sell out of state until California has fig figured out a tax scheme for smokable products. You'll be able to get CBD as an oil, as a tincture, mm -hmm. as in your breakfast cereal, whatever. You want to eat it, it's fine. You want to put it on your skin, it's fine. But if you want to smoke it until they figure out how to tax it, just like they did with the other marijuana, and they will, they'll get there. I think they'll eventually get there. I think what we're going to end up is is with fewer products that are more commercially made, more generally available, and more expensive products. The products you're buying, much of that cost is going to go right to the government, right? So the state is going to make a lot of money. And that's what they see this as a huge opportunity to fund all those campaigns. <laughs> So, so maybe that, I mean, you are now in, in the left coast here and, and we have other states and that could be a follow up. Uh, how about the neighboring states? Uh, do they look and see what uh, California is doing and follow along or do they see the opportunity to compete and be more, you know, competitive? 
Well, I believe Washington and Oregon, which are the other two states on on the left coast, they were ahead of us. So uh, when it came down to medical marijuana, but they were much smaller states when, when it comes down to the economy and the population. So it was easier for them to move. So I see them uh, as a few steps ahead of us, in fact. And I think that the growers there will have more freedom to sell and, and to, to create products. But it's a much smaller it's a much smaller economy and it's a much shorter growing season because it's far more north than California. Mm. They don't have all the sun that we do, right? Mm. And and all of the connection to the rest of the country because in the upper north there's far more mountains. It's more more difficult to get those trucks out to the rest of the country than it is from here. So we'll see. We will see. Only time will tell. But for now, in the short term history of the hemp story here in California, probably in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get smokable hemp, but a lot easier to get hemp in your breakfast cereal or in your toothpaste. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Uh, we'll keep you uh, informed and we'll talk about the implications and how it might affect your neighbor. Right. And that we're all connected. What affects one person affects us all. So that's why we bring it here to you on this show. High five for hemp. Yep. Great. So thanks for that, Adam. And an ending note or call to action or should we say farewell? Yeah, I would just say I would just say pay attention to this one. This is the largest hemp bill of its kind. It will impact the economy of California, which will impact the world. So we'll keep you posted. Other than that, if you've listened to the show and you like it, let us know. You can reach us at info at high five for help. Com. We'll be setting up the socials. Right now, we're really just focusing on putting a bunch of good shows in the can for you to listen to. And then eventually, we'll start to expand out to talk to folks in the industry and attending events and doing all this fun stuff. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Martin. And we'll continue to make our way through. And I, I just appreciate the time that we spend on this. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see where it goes. We're in, that, we're in the beginning of something great. We are. And I have to end. Uh, maybe that's my strange humor. But there's a, a former California governor maybe it was did he end up as governor yeah we will be back hasta la vista baby oh yeah Schwarzenegger <laughs> hasta la vista baby <laughs> the governor yeah <laughs> with that said cheerio talk to you yeah. soon again yeah